Fast snacks, fast food, fast reviews. Snack Masters Inc., a podcast served to you in 30 minutes or less. Snack Masters Incorporated. Snack Masters. Snack Masters. You'll be snacking with the Snack Masters. Snack Masters. Welcome to Snack Masters. I am your host, Dooner, here with the snack knowing Idahoan MSG. How are you, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, you know, a little low energy today, but I'll do my best to get through it. Hey, you know what? A lot of people may not know this. They know the show is new, but we recorded all five episodes last week. It was it was rapid fire. And I went out to my niece and nephew's house over the weekend. And unbeknownst to me, they they love the show. They listen to every single episode and they were already begging for another episode. And I was like, come on, kids, I'm exhausted. I just did five of these in a row, but it was a good time. You got any feedback yet now that it's out in the wild, now that it's on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SnackMastersInc.com. I've got a lot of good feedback from people at work. People are intrigued by it. They think it's a great idea. You know, some of them aren't technologically inclined, so I might have to walk them through some of the stuff here. But uh, yeah, I've, I, people are jazzed, man. They're really excited about it. Hey, man, I don't want to get into the news, but I got to make a quick comment because my, my phone is just lighting up with this Charlie Sheen thing. And all I have to say about that is if more people were Corey Feldman fans, this wouldn't be news. I am a lifelong Corey Feldman fan. He's been in almost all of my favorite movies. The Goonies, License to Drive, Lost Boys, Lipstick Camera, Friday the 13th Part 4. And when he was going on his book tour, and I've read his book, I've seen him in concert, but when he was going on his book tour, he revealed all of this stuff that's out in the news now, but nobody listened to Corey Feldman because he's like the drunk gravedigger in the horror movie who sees the monster. And nobody believes him because he's the drunk gravedigger. Yeah, No, I, I I get it. I think I think you're right. If he was a more prominent kind of in the now sort of actor and all that, but he's kind of forgotten, and maybe people just uh, I, I don't know. Maybe more people should listen to people who dress like Michael Jackson. There you go. <laughs> well, MSG, I was at my niece's house and nephew's house over the weekend. They had a bunch of crackers out, a bunch of snacks. They had one that I've never had before. I've had the cheese at Grooves, but I've only had the white cheddar because my mother-in-law buys them all the time. And now I had the cheddar ones. I'm not a huge Grooves fan. Probably do them another time, so I'll save that review. But I got to talking with my niece, and I was asking her about lunchroom snacks. What are the kids bringing to school these days? Here's a quick clip of what she had to say. Everybody brings Cheez-Its to school? Yeah. What flavor? Um, Usually just the regular ones. Just regular traditional yeah. Cheez-Its? In like a snack-sized bag? Yeah, probably like about this big. Do people trade snacks at school? No, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to trade snacks? Why not? My teacher just said because um maybe if there's allergies, oh. like allergies in the class. Oh, yeah, that could be bad. Do people trade anyway? Um, Like black well, market trading? Well, I mean, like, what does black market trading mean? You know, like behind the teacher's back or like, you know, on the playground. Uh, on the slide. Well, you don't really, um, like when we um, go outside to play for recess, yeah. like with our lunches or something, we don't, um, we put them like in lines yeah. divided by our classes. 
So, Are the lunch boxes on lockdown? You can't get to them when it's not lunchtime? Well, when it's not lunchtime, you can't get to them. Ah. Because we have lockers in first grade. Oh, wow. Starting in first grade, you have lockers. And cheese is the most popular snack in first grade, though. Yes. Wow, classic. So, as you can see, school has changed quite a bit. I don't know about you, but when I was in the lunchroom, we used to trade snacks all the time. We used to buy snacks from the kid who would shoplift them from the convenience store. There would be all sorts of trades. There was an entire candy black market going on. <laughs> Some of the big snacks, I think you mentioned these on air, like Warheads was a huge one when those first came out. So, you know, you could sell like a nickel Warhead for a, a quarter, 50 cents, 75 cents. I mentioned the Thunder Jets. If you got like the stealth bomber in the pack, you could trade that for, you know, a cookie or a whole other package of fruit snacks. So there's some real currency going on there. I vaguely remember lunch from high school. I, I remember, you know, if I had money, I would save it for other things. I usually, you know, wouldn't eat or, you know, buy candy after school or whatever. But growing up, I, I just know that my mom wouldn't indulge us in the in the you know, trendy or, or sugary snack. She was health conscious and frugal and all that stuff. The biggest memory I have is I remember getting uh, a sandwich bag almost every day with raisins and carrots in it. I don't know if you've ever tried that, but they almost transform in the bag between the morning and lunch. The carrots get soggy and sticky. Everything in there tastes like raisins. It's disgusting. But that's the, the biggest memory I take away from school lunch. Those have no trade value whatsoever, MSG. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> my mom, I used to go grocery shopping with her a lot. And I, I think this is maybe where my affinity for snacks comes from. But I've always liked grocery shopping. She would allow me to pick out one thing from the store with a few asterisks next to it. Like it had to be on sale. And there were some other parameters. So that meant that I would have to make a decision between which cereal I wanted to pick out or which fruit snack I wanted to pick out because they were my two favorite things. And cereal was usually dictated upon how good the toy was at the bottom of the cereal box, which, by the way, looking through the grocery store, they don't put toys in cereal boxes anymore. You don't get, you know, like the submarine you put in the bathtub with some baking soda on it and it rises to the surface. That stuff doesn't exist. Now they give you like computer codes or, uh, or they tell you to go download an app. Mm -hmm. And we're actually going to get to a snack that pulls that BS on our next episode. <laughs> but but they had some real currency, so you could get some good stuff. You could get the Thunder Jets. You could get, like, I think there was Smurf fruit snacks at the time. There was uh, Transformer fruit snacks. There was every licensed brand you could imagine. And once I started getting into the candy black market and the snack black market at school, I would start to gravitate towards the higher value fruit snacks because you, you couldn't just bring some cereal into school and trade it. So it was really kind of, uh, I guess, extorting fruit snacks or using them more value. You know, I'd get something that I didn't necessarily like so I could transfer it into something else. Since I was only allowed to buy one box of something, now I could take those seven or eight fruit packed snackets and turn them into eight different things. It really opened up the world of snacking to me as a child. <laughs> I, you've got like, what, I don't know, did you go to school in Brooklyn or what? It's like you've introduced the mafia into this uh, this elementary school. It's, it's we like, it was just, it, it was Boston. It was Boston area. We were just fast dealing, fast wheeling snackers, kids. You know, you, you wanted to move your things. And then the kids, I always felt bad for them. The ones who would get stuck with the raisins or the carrots. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to say I felt bad. I think I was a little too young to have empathy at the time. But thinking back on it, now I feel bad for them because there's there's no trade value there. You know? None. No. I, <laughs> no, I was not a 
No. Did they keep your lunch bag on lockdown, though? Because I guess that's what they do now. And as she said, it's because of allergies. Allergies are such a big concern. Whereas when I was in school, they weren't. Nobody cared about peanut allergies or anything to that effect. No, no, I don't. I don't remember uh, food allergies and stuff growing up. But I know my son, he, he goes to a school here. And no, I think they're really cognizant of food allergies and stuff like that. It's just kind of part of everyday life now. But no, he brings his lunch no, there's no segregation or isolation, anything like that. What is he usually snacking on these days? What And did you ask him what's popular? What grade is he in? He is in fourth grade this year. What's popular in the fourth grade now? What are the kids eating? So what's, what's sad to me is this kind of opened up a little bit about, you know, how little I know about this aspect of my son's life because we got to talking about it and he said that the most popular thing that, I mean, that he, I said, so, you know, what's all the cool kids going? He goes to a small school, so there's not a really big representation or a cross section of society there. Um, I think there's five or six boys in his class and they all kind of eat lunch together. So he said that the most popular thing is fruit snacks. Mom doesn't buy those for him anymore, which is astounding to me because I thought that was just a staple of what every kid had. It was just a, here's a snack, here's fruit snacks. But the big hot ticket apparently lately amongst him and his friends is Cheetos Mix. Never had it. It's, a, you know, obviously a, a smattering of different chips in there or whatever, but that's his dream snack. And if somebody has that, they, you know, they're, they're the envy of the group there. Cheetos Mix. So... Um, I, I feel bad today. I'm going to go to the store and I'm definitely going to pick up some of that just so he feels like the cool kid and uh, get him some fruit snacks while I'm at it. Uh, fruit gushers. That's that's the one that he mentioned specifically. He said those are amazing. He wishes he had them. Apparently doesn't get them often enough. Is there any currency exchanged at his school? Is Are people buying the Cheetos mix? Is it, did you say Cheetos mix? Cheetos mix. So are they trading Cheetos mix for currency? You know, could you sell it for 75 cents a dollar? I don't think there's exchange of money yet. I, you know, in fourth grade, I don't know that there's, there might be trade value to it. Um, he did mention that when his friend brings graham crackers, his friend doesn't like him. So my son will eat him. He says, I don't really like him either, but they fill you up. So I, I don't know if we're not packing enough lunch for him. If I need to slip in some graham crackers, we certainly have those. Well, currency is king. So if does his school offer paid lunches? My school did. So kids had cash flow on them. They would always have 2 to $4 or ho however much school lunch costs that they had to pay, which they could in turn not get lunch. They could buy snacks off of other kids. So that's really how the market was created in there. That's how we were able to monetize our snacks. No, no, this school doesn't do that. I think you have a deadline where you have to order lunch just so that they know how much to prepare. They cook the food there. And it's, a, it's again, it's a small kitchen, uh, limited choices. So they need to know how much to make. So it's all kind of pre-planned. You either pay for the month and check off what you want to have, or you can do it online a week ahead of time or something. But I don't think you can walk up to the counter cash in hand and say, so that might diminish the currency value just because kids aren't coming in with $3 or $4 in cash. So I think that might be why a hard currency driven exchange. Yeah, you freeze the funds, you destroy the market. <laughs> it is lunchtime over here on the East Coast where I am. And today... We're both snacking on something. We got the joint review. Light it up. <laughs> We're both having the uh, the Ruffles all-dressed flavored potato chips. And these, on the bag, there's a big Canadian flag on here. And that makes sense because if you're not familiar, in Canada, all-dressed-up chips and ketchup chips are a huge deal. They're like the sour cream and onion and the barbecue chips of Canada. Down here, you're starting to see like more boutique brands. And actually, to see Ruffles, a huge national brand, bring these flavors into their mainstays and distribute them you know, throughout the nation. That's wild because I've always loved ketchup flavor and I've really started to get into all dressed up flavor. My favorite kind of chips that are all dressed up are Humpty Dumpty. I don't know
don't know if they have those out your way. I think they may be a brand from Maine. I've never heard of them, so must be regional. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely a regional local brand. These uh, I'm looking at the picture here. So what is all dressed up? It looks like we got some salt, vinegar, barbecue sauce, and I'm imagining this turned over mason jar is paprika. Is that what that's supposed to be? Sure looks like it. Yeah, I'm going with paprika. Go to our Instagram, instagram.com slash the snackmasters. And I believe the image that is going to be on this MP3 as well will at least have my snacks on it, which will have these ruffles. But if you want to see an up close picture, go to the Instagram. Uh, What do we got here? This bag was a little pricey for me. It was $4.29 for an eight and a half ounce bag. It's got nine servings in here, 11 chips per serving, 150 calories, nine grams of fat. I don't know. Have you have you tried one yet? Have you dug into your bag? I have. I ate some this morning and I've, I've actually had these before. It was a couple years ago when I first saw them and if I recall, but uh, yeah, I've tasted these before. All right. Let me test the crunchability right here up close to the mic. Yeah, man. That's nice. That's good crunch for a potato chip. These are, I always love a ruffle. I love a ridge chip. They're a relatively thick cut, so it's not going to dissolve in your mouth if you're drinking a soda or something at the same time. You can really munch into these. They have um, the seasoning. It gets on your fingers. It's not as bad as a Cheeto. You know, it's definitely there. Not as seasoned as my favorite kind, the Humpty Dumpty. And the seasoning, the seasoning on this, the Humpty Dumpty ones, they lean a little bit more on the ketchup side. These, I don't even think have ketchup in them. They lean on the vinegar side, though. I'm getting a strong vinegar taste in here. You can tell there's other elements and everything. It's not the same thing as a salt and vinegar. But uh, I would say that the leading foot is the vinegar. Would you agree with that? Yeah, the first thing, yeah. When it first hits your tongue, you do get kind of a shock of vinegar there. My take on it is that they're kind of, they seem a little bit, more toned down that I would like to have. It's almost it's almost like a, a real close barbecue flavor, if I taste it, um, real similar to uh, the Ruffles barbecue, just a little bit almost muted and, and maybe they add a little more vinegar to it. But yeah, I, I don't, I'd have a tough time in a blindfold taste test, not identifying this as a, just a barbecue chip. Really, I can pick out the subtle tones a bit more, but maybe that's just my experience with the all dressed up flavor. They share a commonality, as I mentioned with the Humpty Dumpty. They have, uh, you know, some degrees of flavoring turned up a bit more and some a bit more muted. But in general, these are on the same sound wave. These are on the same hunger wave. What, what's your overall impression? Would you just go with the barbecue sauce? Do you have do you have a score on these? Are you well? First, are you a Ruffles fan in general? I usually don't go for the Ruffles unless I'm pairing them with a dip. I usually go for a, a thinner chip, either that or the. Uh, I I go with the kettle chip a lot of times just because just because of the crunch, but I go for flavor more than texture. And whereas I've had these before, again, I I tried them a long time ago because they were new. They were kind of intriguing to me and I haven't had them since. I'd say down the middle on these, I'd say five or six, just because I know they're there. I've seen them. I haven't bought them again. I'm not, I'm not wildly disappointed now that the bag's open. I'm sure it'll go pretty fast, you know, once my son sees it and I'll, I'll snack on them again, but no, these aren't going to be my go-to chip from now on. I wouldn't know what to dip them in. What would you say? Is there is there a dip you'd pair these with? Or Well, I was going to say, good call on the dip. Ruffles are definitely one of the most dippable potato chips out there. If you were to have a dippability chart, Ruffles would, would be right near a 10 on that. But if I'm going to dip something, MSG, I'm not going to get a flavored chip because I feel like that takes away from the dip. It's a little bit of a waste. I would get, that's probably the only time I would get a regular flavored potato chip is if I'm going for like a French onion dip or something that like that, like a hell of a good dip, one of those. If I'm going to go, if I know I'm not getting dip, then that's when I when I go to a flavor, like all dressed up. That's when it gravitates. And you know, I like this chip quite a bit better than you did. I give it a seven and a half. It's a very strong chip. I would definitely buy it again. 
It's not as good as the Humpty Dumpty. There are some other just brands of chips. It's only limitations are the fact that it's a ruffle. And ruffles are, are okay. They're just, um, I don't know. Like I said, I've had better chips. Sometimes like a kettle chip better. So in the pantheon of chips, it's not near the top. But you know what? As we've been doing, I got a healthy snack. I got a healthy alternative on this. And uh, let's see. I got the Ruffles Oven Baked Roasted Garlic and Ranch. These are brand new. They tout on the front 65% less fat. The bag is uh, 6 6.25 ounces for 329. Uh, what do we got here? 120 calories, three grams of fat. So what are you saving yourself? Because you only get 11 chips. Some of the other ones we did, remember you, not only did you get less calories like the Cheetos, but you got extra Cheetos. Here, you're stuck with 11 chips just like the other one, but you're saving yourself 30 calories. But does any of that matter if this doesn't taste good? I don't know. Let me, let me bite into one. Let me test the crunchability on here. I used to not really be a fan of the oven baked ruffles. They always had that kind of a weird artificial flavoring, but... uh. Let's try this. Oh, wow. Yeah, real good crunch. Real good crunch. Let me just let the flavor settle in for a second. <laughs> and when you stick your nose in the bag, you're getting a real strong hint of, I mean, it says garlic and ranch, but yeah, I could see that. If I was blindfolded, I would say sour cream and onion, but I don't know. This is, yeah, this is just like a little bit turned up sour cream and onion. This is what this tastes like. I don't taste like an overpowering taste of garlic or really ranch for that matter. I don't know. In the aftertaste, there's a bit of a ranch tone. On the all dressed up, I like the vinegar aftertaste. I like how it clinged to my tongue. I like how it hung out with me afterwards. This one, the ranch, I just kind of wanted to go away. I want to kick it out of my tongue house. <laughs> and it's not going away. It's still stuck here. Well, let me take another bite. Mm, I mean, yeah, these are all right. They're not for me. They're not. They're not going to replace the all dressed up. If I'm if I'm going for a flavored ruffle, I don't care about the thirty calories. I'll just you know only have one or two servings of chips instead of ten. It's not going to make or break the uh, fat bank for me. But you know if you're conscious of that, you don't eat fried foods or something. It seems like to me ruffles baked have an, the oven baked, and maybe oven baked is different than the regular baked. I, I can't remember. They used to just be called baked. I thought, but either way, uh, Marty, I'm going to give him a six. Fair enough. I'll look for them. I haven't heard of those. I haven't seen them. Maybe they're spreading across the country this way, but I'd like to try them. I'm intrigued. What have you been snacking on? In my never-ending quest to find the nut goodie, I've actually stumbled on some new snacks that I'd like to try. And, and one of the things I found here is called a cup of gold. And it's a, it's made by Hoffman's. I've never heard of them, but it's a, it says it's a thick, rich milk chocolate, creamy, smooth center, almonds and coconut. And it looks like a, a Reese's peanut butter cup when you open it up. A bit larger. It's only there's only one in the package. As far as the nutritional value, 170 calories, eight grams of fat, uh, you know all the other stuff. Eight grams of sugar, one gram of protein. So I dove into this, and again, it, it just looks like a, a you know peanut butter cup. But when you bite into it, the top layer is has nuts incorporated into it. So there's a little bit of a crunch. The, the filling on this kind of threw me off. It's marshmallow fluff. So it's a, it's a chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup, but instead of the, the satisfaction of the thick peanut butter, you get marshmallow fluff with a hint of coconut flavor. So it's, it's okay. I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I like the nut. I'm, I think I remember something about Reese's peanut butter cup trying that for a while. We had the crunchy, if I'm not mistaken, but it's it's not great. I'd give it a three. I didn't really enjoy. Maybe frozen would be better. I seem to like the marshmallow fluff better if it's frozen. But no, this is a kind of a pass for me. I'd give it a three. Not not really worth it for me as a snack. Is it similar to a mallow cup? I don't know. I've never had a mallow cup. I've seen those recently. I wouldn't mind finding them, but I've never 
I've never sought them out and I've never found them. So I assume by the name, yeah, it'd be pretty close to a mallow cup. On Halloween, I was noticing that peanut butter cups have a, a thinner chocolate, maybe even thinner than I, I remember as a kid. Now that I'm analyzing snacks a little bit more for the show, I noticed that uh, it was really quick to melt. Actually, this was true kind of across the board for a lot of the Hershey snacks. They just melt really easy at ambient room temperature. How thick is the chocolate? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned it because it's it's actually very thick. And I took another bite. And what's what I seem to find is here is that the mallow centers or the mallow part is really off-centered here. So the more you bite into it, the chocolate gets thicker. It's almost pure chocolate. There's only about a, a quarter size of mallow. So the rest of it, you're just eating chocolate with, with nuts in it. So I like that part. The mallow kind of threw me off, but the chocolate in here is pretty good. And I like the crunch of whatever nut they have in there. I'm assuming peanuts or... Yeah, it's actually... You get rid of the mallow and this is not a... Oh, toasted almonds. That's where we go. That's pretty dang good. I could spit out the, the mallow business, but uh, the chocolate's not too bad. You got a score on that? You know, initially I was going to say a three, but uh, yeah, you get past that mallow part. I'm, I'm going to give this a six. It's a pretty nice, it's not a Hershey's chocolate. It's not waxy or, you know, it's actually a pretty good chocolate. So I'm going to say a six on this. I wish they would get rid of this mallow thing. And a six in your book is uh, worth a try, right? Worth a try. It is. And I think it was less than a buck. So I think, you know, for the price and, and whatever, I might, I might even try it again. Thank you very much. Just to summarize here, Marty, we did the uh, ruffles all dressed up. You gave those, what, a 5 out of 10? Not really something you'd pick up. You might grab them at a party. You might stick your hand in the bowl. I gave them a 7.5. I would definitely get them again if I was in the mood. I wouldn't get them over the Humpty Dumpties, but if I'm in the mood for all dressed up, they don't have Humpty Dumpty, the ruffles are coming home with me. The oven-baked ones, uh, what did I give them, a 6? Yeah, again, they're okay. If the wife brought them home, you know, someone gave them me, they were lying around, I would eat them. But I don't think that I would intentionally go out and buy these these ruffles oven-baked again. And you just did, what was that, the liquid gold, is it called? This is a cup of gold. Cup of gold. Cup of gold. And you gave that a six. You said it's worth a try, worth a sample. Marty, before we get off the air, let me ask you a question here. What's your favorite Corey Feldman movie? <laughs> uh, I got to go with Goonies. That's a classic. What do they call him? The mouth? Is that what they? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely mouth. Yep. Sticking his tongue through the uh, the picture there. Loved it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely great film. Mine, because I'm a horror fan, would probably be Friday the 13th Part 4. That also has an amazing dance scene by Crispin Glover. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. We're the Snackmasters! Thank you for joining us today. You can find us at snackmastersinc.com. We are now on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are heard. If you have a snack suggestion, let us know. Gonna let Snackmaster Jr. take us out. What do you think of that Decepticon Transformer that Uncle Jason gave you? It's kind of disappointing. What's disappointing about it? When you turn into a robot, it's disappointing. <laughs> oh, is it better as a truck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these, that's a really old one from like the 80s. It was still nice of Uncle Jason to give it to you though, right? Yeah, can we form into a spaceship? <laughs> no, that one does not, unfortunately. Incorporated Snack Masters Snack Masters You'll be snacking with the Snack Masters Snack Masters Snack Masters